What's up, gang? How you guys doing? It is Lieutenant Sound Blue, 28-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the top 25 mistakes en route to the good life. That's right, coming at you today with my daily podcast once again. That's right, man. Um, listen, when I come at you guys with my daily podcast, it is because I am seeing people make major life-changing mistakes every single day, man. And it's one of those things where, you know, in hindsight, if I would have known then what I know now, I would not have made this mistake that I'm making today. And I watch people do that over and over and over again. And today's mistake is no different. So I have a powerful question that I'm going to be hitting you guys with today. And man, this question um, that I'm bringing to you guys today has a lot to do with how you live your life, right? You know, a lot of people live their life based on how they feel. And, and I always talk about that you will never ever achieve the type of life that you want if you always base your life on how you feel. So um, in saying that, man, um, our emotions play a really, really big part in our life. And, and you could either have control of your emotions and live a good life, or you can not have control of your emotions and end up having a bad life, man. So I want to really, really have you guys uh, lock in your emotions and get on track and and start to do things that will help you to um, better develop the skill that it takes to navigate life and not make the same mistakes. You know, a lot of times in my life, I made mistakes um, even though I knew, right, it was the right right decision or the wrong decision, right? Most of the time it was the wrong decision. So I made these mistakes even though I knew it, right? Because I was drawn in by my emotions, guys. My emotions uh, basically ruled and dominated my life. And so I want you guys to understand that when I talk about this mistake today. So um, this mistake has to do with a lot about uh, your emotions and about your decisions that you make out of impulse. So today's mistake, my question for you today, right, is this, right? Why are you so quick to commit? You, you right there, why are you so quick to commit? You know, to this side or that side, to this cause or that cause. Why are you so quick to commit? And and I have a double question for you, right? Because the first one is why are you so quick to commit? But the second question is this, man. Do you really know whose side you should be taking? Come on, guys. You gotta, you gotta stop making this mistake. And this mistake has ruined more careers than I could have possibly imagined and ruined even greater amounts of people's lives, right? Just by them committing to the wrong person at the wrong time, to the wrong uh, cause, to the wrong side, to the wrong thing based on their feelings and emotions, man. You know, so they have been committing to the wrong thing and it has been causing them to have a very, very bad life. So I want to start off by asking, man, you need to answer these questions. You need to answer these questions if you 
even remotely plan on having a good life, guys. So um, my strong advice to all of you who are listening to this podcast is you must, right, in most cases, don't commit. In most cases, guys, I tell people, do not commit to anyone, right? Don't commit to anyone. As soon as you commit to someone, you basically have given away, okay, your most, um, just your biggest strength when it comes to negotiating, right? As soon as you commit. So I tell everybody, stop being so fast to commit and don't commit to anyone, right? Now, have you ever heard the saying, fools rush in, right? Fools rush in. That is an old saying. Fools rush in. And and guess what, guys? That applies to committing, right? Only fools rush in and commit to a cause or a side without knowing all of the facts, man. Especially when it comes to like a power struggle, right? When people are struggling for power and and you don't even know what side may prevail, right? You're just basing it on what you assume. And I, I tell people all the time, please, please, stop assuming that you know, right? Deal with facts, okay? And even after you deal with facts, it still takes some solid calculations to figure things like this out, right? You know, and we've seen that when it happens in political parties. We've seen that when it happens... Uh, I know I've seen it all the time when it happens in law enforcement, right? The new regime, the new power, the new administrator, whoever's coming along, right? And so that person may only be around for a short period of time and and, and everybody thinks that that person going to be coming into power for a long time. And so maybe he gets a lot of people that quickly commits to to his plan, his how he's doing things. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he was just a flash in the pan. He's gone uh, just as quick as he came. And and you've already jumped out and committed, right? So now you're on the other side, on the outside looking in to the group. So I always tell people, delay your commitment. Delay your commitment, um, especially when it comes to uh, just evaluating power, right? Now, I have watched time and time again, right? People commit career suicide, as I like to call it, because they were overzealous about being part of a particular group, right? Being part of a particular group who seemed as if um, they had the wind in the bag, right? You know, it's always the person who you think has the wind in the bag who, when they turn around and go, oh my God, I thought I had that. I thought I had more votes you know, than, than everybody said they were. You know, people said they committed to me. People said they were in my corner. People said they were on my side, right? And so I've seen a lot of people commit career suicide because they jumped on the wrong bandwagon, man. They jumped on the wrong bandwagon and um, they thought that their team had the win, right? And they were they were crushed. They were crushed. They didn't just lose. They were crushed by the competition. They were crushed by the competition. And and now there you go once again, on the outside looking in. And for a lot of people in law enforcement, law enforcement is a very, very 
um, alpha, vicious feel, God. It's vicious, man. And uh, a lot of times, uh, when you are on the outside looking in, career suicide is a luxury a lot of times, right? It's a luxury. So so understand that uh, when it comes to overcommitting, jumping the gun, jumping on the wrong side, uh, just way too early, right? Just doing it way too early. Now, for so many people, um, I know that it is hard for them not to take sides because of these two things. These two things that I want to talk to you guys about, which causes so many people to have problems to not take a side, all right? The first thing uh, that I like to talk about is because most people are lazy, right? Most people are lazy and um, and they're not willing to fully investigate, right? Fully investigate the facts or fiction or whatever it is, right? Behind the group that they decide to follow or the cause that they choose to stand behind. So, so they're lazy and because they're lazy, they just go with the swing of things, right? Whichever way the swing is going, that's good for them, that works out for them, they're gonna follow that cause, right? They just going with the crowd, okay? And believe me, when you go with the crowd, most of the time the crowd is wrong, guys. Most of the time the crowd is wrong, so don't just think that just because the crowd is moving in this direction, that it is the right direction, so understand that. So that's the first thing, people are lazy. The second thing is, most people, guys, drift. Most people drift through life without a cause of their own, right? You know, or, or a purpose, right? So most people drift through life without a cause of their own or a purpose that, that drives them, right? They don't have anything to cling to so when someone comes along and they throw out a cause and they back it by a little bit of emotion these people who don't have a cause to get behind they immediately jump on it this is a good cause i'm jumping behind it right um and that cause could have no facts no merit okay nothing backing it but because of the fact they are drifters Okay, it is so easy for them to be pulled in to anybody's cause, right? And you know the deal, right? And, and, and if you don't, let me explain it to you, right? Um, it is called the commitment consistency bias, right? Uh, it is one of our cognitive biases. And when you overcommit to something, right? Oh, not even overcommit, when you commit to something, okay, we have a tendency, okay, to try to now justify that commitment because of the fact that we committed. So now to everybody around us, even if within that commitment, we find out that it was a bad idea, a bad choice, something that we should not have done, right? We still try to find reasons to stand behind that commitment because that we stepped through that. We stepped through that rabbit hole. Okay, we are on the other side and we can't let people think that we made the wrong decision. So now we try to justify it, you know? So the commitment consistency bias causes us to try to justify 
those bad commitments. And, and that is another reason why I tell you guys, you gotta be careful when it comes to commitment, man. Don't commit too fast. Don't commit too fast. Now, um, throughout my career, there have been many causes that people have tried to get me to get behind, right? You know, um, when I was an officer, people tried to get me behind tons of uh, issues, right? Whether it was religious issues, whether it was race issues, no matter what it was, people tried to get me behind certain issues, right? Um, When I was a sergeant, you know, uh, the sergeants tried to get me behind certain issues against the officers or or against the lieutenants or or whatever. So people tried to get me to to get behind those issues. As I was a lieutenant, you know, superior officer, they tried to get me behind those issues, right? And, And so people were always trying to get you to back them, right? They're charged with emotion, right? And they feel good about something that they're doing. And so they want as many people as possible, okay? And familiar people, they want familiar people to jump on their bandwagon and be behind that group so that they can gain the momentum that they want. That is what they do. So many people have tried to do this throughout my career, right? Now, most of the time, they will resort to using emotions uh, to... uh, persuade people rather than facts, right? You know, and so they would try to get you really ramped up with emotions and get you emotionally involved so you could start moving, right? You know, I get it, guys. I do get it, right? Emotions work well with people. Um, and, and the reason is, it is how most people make their decisions. Most people make their decisions based on, you know, um, if it feels right, I'm going to do it. And if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to do it, right? You know, they get up in the, in, the, in the daytime and they feel too tired to get up and work out. Even though they know that working out is good for their health, they're not going to do it, right? But if they wake up one day and they feel like a little bit of energy, you know, then maybe they will do it, you know? Or if... They supposed to work out, but the entire crowd of people is wants to go out the night before and drink, right? They may be drawn into that crowd, and so they feel good about that, so they do that instead, right? You know, so if it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And so many people are driven by this here emotion, right? The motion of the crowd, the motion of the swing, the waves of the ocean, right? People are driven by the ebbs and flows of other people's emotions. So understand that. And I want you guys to understand that as I go a little deeper into this. Now, after watching years of this mistake by people, um, I found it a, a much more beneficial for me to maintain my independence, right? Maintaining my independence uh, gave me a lot more power than going with the, the ebbs and flows of this group or the emotions of that group. It just gave me so much more power, my independence, right? Because it made me um, pursued by both parties, actually, believe it or not. Okay, now, I want to tell you guys something. If you have any value, right, any value worth giving to the world, to people, to your group, to your environment, to your job, to your community, to whomever, if you have any value, to your mate, if you have any value worth giving, right, 
people will pursue you. People will pursue you if you have any value worth giving. And then, once people begin to pursue you, now you are the person in charge of others, as opposed to uh, blending into a group and being part of a crowd, right? Now you are in charge of others because now people are pursuing you and you can dictate the terms, okay, of whether you decide to be a part of them or whether you don't decide to be a part of them. It is now your choice as opposed to quickly jumping on a bandwagon and committing, as I told you guys before. Now, when you allow other people, right, to feel like um, they possess you, right, and this has, listen, guys, I'm telling you guys this, I'm telling you women this, I'm telling you uh, uh, employees this, right? When you, right, I'm gonna say it once again, when you allow people to feel like they possess you at any level, right, you lose your power over them, okay? You lose your power. So when somebody starts to talk to you as if they own you, Okay, and they, they possess you and you're theirs and you're their property, you have no power. You lost that power already. That person already feels like they can dictate whatever you need to do whenever you need to do it. Okay, so understand that you have to maintain, okay, your power and you can't allow people to start to believe and think that they possess you. Now, uh, that is just a case when it comes to any type of interaction with people or any type of relationship. So I felt that that was very, very important for you guys to hear me say that, right? Um, but I'll tell you another thing. When you don't commit um, your affections, right, your affections, a lot of people, right, um, will try harder to win you over. So... Um, I know in my job in law enforcement, if they were trying to push some type of certain agenda, you know, some political agenda or some union type agenda, um, the people who didn't commit were the people who got the most attention. Trust me. Okay, the people who don't commit, they became the swing vote, right? And the swing vote became the most important person okay, in the room. It was the person who had total, complete control of the wins and the losses of the power or of the group that wasn't going to have power if they lost. So, so understand that. Um, so when you don't commit, people try harder to convince you, to pursue you, to win you over. Okay. Um, when that happens, guys, you gain the power that comes from their attention number one, and their desire. So their desire to have you as part of their team, their desire to have you as part of their relationship, their desire to have you as part of their company, right? And and all of this comes with you guys, as I told you before, you have to be a person of value and you have to have some form of value that you're offering that people want. Because if you don't have that, then, then all of this for you, is, is is a waste of somebody else's time. People be like, well, I'm not going to waste my time with him. He doesn't give any value. She doesn't give any value. So I'm not going to waste my time with them. So you have to understand that when you are using this very, very influential and very, very powerful tactic. 
right? So make sure you always, and I tell people this, and ladies, you can do this, guys, you can do this, it works like a charm, okay? Always give people hope, but never give people complete satisfaction. It's almost like the virgin principle, right, ladies? Uh, um, the virgin principle where um, you always give the guy hope, okay, um, that he can be a part of your life or he can have you, but at the same time, you never give him you, you okay, because if you gave him you, then you would totally completely lose the power that you have over him, okay? The same thing goes in any relationships, right, because we are emotional creatures, whether it's a work-employee relationship, whether it's an employee-work relationship, okay? Whether it's a, a group and a cause relationship, whatever it is, right? Make sure that you maintain your power, guys. Now, when you refuse to commit, um, you don't incur anger, guys. You don't incur anger from people when you refuse to commit, but what you incur instead is respect. Right? People begin to respect you when you don't commit. Right? And it's because you can't be swayed. You can't be swayed. You will choose. And that's the difference, man. Uh, so many people in life are swayed. Uh, as I spoke before about the ebbs and the flows. So many people are swayed all over the place. Okay? But the difference between them and you is... When you do commit, it will be something that you chose to do. And that is what gives you the ultimate power, man. And, and when people begin to respect you and say, and they, like I said, they won't incur anger. When people begin to respect you, disrespect increases your power and your desire as time goes on. So the longer you, you maintain this independence, okay, the greater your power becomes within the group, okay? So understand that, right? Also, guys, if you haven't noticed, right, if you haven't noticed before, uh, when you see actors, right, when you see athletes, right, when you see all of these people out here uh, who get tons of uh, media exposure and stuff, when people desire them, right, when people see someone who is desired, by other people, okay, um, we also find them desirable, right? If nobody else found them desirable, we wouldn't think nothing of them. It's that desire that spreads like a wildfire in a person's life. So you have to understand that. Um, desire spreads like a wildfire. So you want to promote that, right? You want people to desire you. The more people that desire you, the more people that will desire you. So understand that. Now, one thing that you will begin to notice, guys, and I want you to notice, is uh, as, I, as I did, I noticed this as well. When maintaining my independence, right, um, uh, it was how many people tried to drag me into their petty fights, right? So when you were trying to maintain your independence, they don't go to people who are easily swayed to one side or the other. They come to you, right? And they come to you full of emotion, full of energy, 
okay? And they try to pull you into their petty, nonsense fights, right? They either want you to referee these fights and choose a winner for whatever side, right? Or they want you to bring peace to the argument, you know? They want you to bring some type of resolve to the argument because you are the independent factor. As I told you guys, you are going to be possessing a lot of power. So tons of people are going to be coming to you and and, and asking you to solve a problem between two conflicting groups, right? Two conflicting causes. People are going to come to you and they're going to ask you to solve their problem, to help them out, you know, help resolve their conflict. Okay, Um, I'm telling you to do this, right? Instead of jumping in and solving people's problems, right? I always found it better, and I made sure I made it a point, right? To show them that I was interested in their cause and and that their battle was important, right? Their cause was important. You know, what they were doing was important between the two of them. But I always made sure at the end of the day, Right to maintain my neutrality in the group. Never chose a side to make sure I maintain neutrality within the group. Uh, that helps you to to maintain your power as well, guys. Okay. Now I would let people who were in the petty squabbles and the nonsense. Um, I try to make it a point of rising above that, and I would let other people do all the fighting while I stood back and watched. If y'all want to fight, do your thing. You want to fight over this cause you think is important. You want to fight over that cause because you think is important. Or this group or that group you want to fight. Go right ahead. I'm maintaining my independence and neutrality. And I would just watch. I would just watch and see who came out on top, man. It, it is always a whole lot more exciting to watch people to see who comes out on top. Okay. Now, um, you can only get good at this, guys. If you learn how to master your emotions, you got to learn how to master your emotions. Emotions, mastering your emotions is the key to having a good life, number one, right? Okay. It is also the reason most people live their lives in a whirlpool of just emotions and feelings and everything, right? People's lives are all over the damn place because they can't grab a hold of their emotions. Anything and everything that comes into their life and attacks their current status quo, okay, they lose it. And they can't pull it together for far too long. And that is why they can't get ahead. That's why most people can't get ahead. Because they are controlled by their emotions, right? Um, so, um, these people who are controlled by their emotions, they will constantly come to you. Right? They will constantly come to you and um, they will take valuable time from you because they see you as um, a solid person, a person who has his wits about himself. And so uh, they will always come to you and bring you their issues. And I want you guys to understand that when people always bring you problems, it takes a lot of your time, right? Time is your most valuable asset. So I tell people all the time, you know, and I'll close with this, right? Do not get drawn into people's whirlpools of emotions, right? It will only cost you 
your most valuable asset, guys. Your most valuable asset is time. And so um, when you commit too soon, too fast, right, um, it is very hard to pull out of that, right? Because now people see you as a side. Um, another important fact about a commitment is um, don't try to play both sides for too long, right? Because both sides may also see you as a person who um, can't commit at all, right? And maybe both sides may turn against you, right? And now you have two enemies instead of one. So I tell people a lot of times, maybe um, just to show face, commit to one side, you know, but during that time that you commit to that one side, make sure the entire time you still maintain your independence, okay? So maintain your independence within the group, okay? And maintain that open option that at any time, if the group goes against the solid values that you have set for yourself, that you are willing to back out of that cause at any given moment because your values and your independence is more important than the group or the cause. So understand that, man. So listen, man, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Um, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. And hopefully you guys are slowing down a little bit, thinking, taking a breath, knock down them emotions a little bit, and stop jumping on the bandwagon so fast. Stop committing so fast. Stop jumping into all these group activities and everything that people are doing Okay, so fast, slow down, okay? Slow down, take a breath, get a hold of your emotions. Emotions are the key to your success forever, all right? So um, I'm gonna wrap up. Make sure you guys hop on over to lieutenantsoundblue.com and pick up a copy of your book, Top 25 Mistakes and Routes to the Good Life, giving it away free and tons of other um, awesome goodness on my website over there, Lieutenant Sal Blue. L-T-S-A-L-B-L-U-E dot com. And uh, check me out on social media. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about tomorrow. All right? I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great, fantastic evening. Deuces.